You can be seated. Praise God, brothers and sisters. My name is Alex. For those of you that don't know who I am, I am um, part of a Bible college team. Any Bible college students in the room? Okay. I guess I thought there was more of you guys. Um, I um, am going to be talking uh, talking on the subject that's not exactly easy, okay? And um, there's a lot of misconceptions, a lot of misunderstandings on the subject. And, um, but for some reason, God keeps putting it on my heart to talk about it. And I know that there's a reason why. I know that God wants to bring more awareness um, to all of us about the importance of praying in tongues, okay? So we read uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, um, but the main, probably a more important uh, verse that I would like to focus on, um, and we'll read, um, so the one that, what I really wanted to, to focus on in chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians is chapter 1 through 5, but I'm going to be um, more focused on Romans 8, 26, 27, uh, so Romans chapter 8. Uh, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what to pray uh, for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And He who searches hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Okay, very, very good passage. A very, very great summary of what happens when we pray in tongues. Um, It says that the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. How many of you guys know we have weaknesses? Amen? You and I, we have shortcomings. We have weaknesses. And and the Word of God says that the the Holy Spirit helps us in those weaknesses. And I I want to take a step back, okay? I want to take a step back. Before the creation, okay? And um, I want you to think um, of God planning, right? The whole, you know, the humanity, the, the salvation plan, and everything that was going to happen. And before the creation of the world, he saw you and me. Amen? You guys believe in that? That he had a plan for every single one of us. And so his plan was he knew that the humanity would fall and that they would sin. And the only way to redeem us was to send Jesus Christ to die on the cross. To unbelievers, it seemed like foolishness. It seems like it it doesn't make sense. But that was the only way that he could redeem us, right? That was the only way that we could receive forgiveness of sin, and we could enter into a relationship with God. And when he determined that, he also determined that we are going to need a helper. Once we are saved, once we are saved, we are going to need a helper. Jesus says these words, It is better 
for, for you if I leave because I, was, I will send the Holy Spirit. And his disciples are like, what are you talking about? What do you mean it is better for you to leave? It's amazing with you here. You're healing the sick. You're preaching. You are feeding us. You're protecting us. We're always with you. It's amazing. Why in the world would you want to leave? And what does he say? It is better for you if I go because I will send the Holy Spirit. Somebody has calculated this. That if Jesus could physically minister 14 hours a day, um, he, would, and, um, he, he saw a person every 60 seconds. So imagine a person every minute. He would see 840 people a day. So 840 people a day for 60 seconds. It would take him 3.26 years to see 1 million people. And it would take him 2 million years to see 7 billion people. Imagine that. 60 seconds a day. It would take him 2 million years to see 7 billion people that are living here on this earth. How many of you guys know that we can have a lot more with the Holy Spirit than 60 seconds? What would you say in 60 seconds to Jesus? Right? We can spend and be in fellowship with the Holy Spirit for as long as we want, for six hours, for ten hours a day. Jesus says, it is better if I leave because I'm going to send a Holy Spirit that will help you in your weaknesses, that will be with you, that will be close to you, that will be your helper. And at the same time, God designs or thinks through, and he, he says, I'm going to give these spiritual gifts through my Holy Spirit to my children, to people who are redeemed, who have received the Holy Spirit. And what I'd like to focus on is speaking in another language, speaking in tongues. Okay? And it says that, um, that, that we do not know what to pray, because oftentimes we pray for things that, well, we don't know the future. We don't know what we actually need, right? And it says that, that the Spirit of God intercedes, intercedes on our behalf, so He prays for us through our mouth. Why did God need to design it that way? Have you ever considered that? Why did God need to do it that way? Like, why, why couldn't He just pray inside somehow and, you know, why does he need us? Well, the reason is, is because your and my words have power. What we say have power. You see, God created everything. Chapter um, 11, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. It says that out of the invisible world, God created everything visible that you and me see today by His Word. Everything that we see today was created out of the invisible by God's Word. 
So we can say that God's word is the most powerful force in the universe. God creates us as his image and gives us an ability to speak words. So you see, to us in the physical realm, words don't look like anything. You just say a word and it just, it's like nothing. As if you didn't say anything. There's nothing happened, right? But I believe that in the spiritual realm, words are like building blocks. They're like building blocks that, that God can then use for our benefit. In Revelations 12:11, it says that the Christians overcame the devil, and they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony, because of their words. With their words, they overcame the devil. Romans 10.9, it says this, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It is not enough to just believe in your heart. How many of you guys know that? You need to say it. Why? Why do you need to say it? Because our words have power. We are literally saved by believing in our heart and, and saying that Jesus Christ is Lord. That he was raised from the dead. Our words have power. But how many of you guys know that um, when you're baptized with the Holy Spirit and, and you're speaking in tongues... Um, if we're honest with each other, right, with, with ourselves, it sometimes feels like wasting time, doesn't it? It feels like it's a little bit counterproductive. Like, I'm just saying these things that I don't understand, and um, I can be saying, I mean, I've got a list of things to say to God, um, of very, very important things that I think are very, I mean, he needs to hear them. So why would I be praying in this unknown language that I, I don't know what I'm saying, right? Have you, ever, have you guys ever thought that? Like, especially if you try to pray for a prolonged amount of time. I want to tell you a little story. Um, I, I read a book by a guy named Dave Roberson, and um, it's, it's a very interesting story. Um, the book is called The Walk of the Spirit, The Walk of Power. And in, his, in this story, he shares his testimony, his life story, right? He says that when he was saved, he was about 18 or 19 years old, and he, um, he so was struggling with sin, and specifically with um, alcohol addiction. And he, he got married, and even when after being married and having kids, he would still fall back in that sin, and, and he would struggle with it. And he says, until... I was baptized with the Holy Spirit. Until I was baptized with the Holy Spirit, with the gift of speaking in tongues. And he says, that was kind of the turning point for me. Um, and from that on, I really didn't struggle with sin. I was on fire for God. I really wanted to know him more. I really wanted to experience him more. And he says that he had such a great desire to know God more. He had such, um, such passion for God but he did not know how to get closer to God. And so he decides, here's what he decides. He says, 
I'm going to quit my job, my eight to five, eight hours a day job, and I am going to pray this whole time. These eight hours that I was praying, that I was working, I'm actually going to pray and I'm going to see God because he really believed there's, there's something that God prepared for him and, and God was trying to speak to him, but he's like, I did not know what to do. I did not know how to get closer to God. So he says, I'm going to pray eight hours a day just like if I was at work. So he was close by to his work. He could hear the bell ringing. And so, you know, when the bell would ring to go to break, he would go to break and then lunch and, and so on. And so he says, you know, the first day I'm so excited. I come into my room. I quit my job. I come into my room and I start praying. And within a few hours, he says, I ran out of words. I prayed for all the missionaries that I can think of. I prayed for all the people in the world. I prayed for my relatives. I prayed for, he just says, I, I, it wasn't long before I ran out of words. I did not know what to pray for anymore. And so he says, I switched to praying in tongues. He says, I wasn't exactly sure if that was right or not because he said, I've heard different teachings on it. says you shouldn't even pray, you know, just because. But he says, I, I just, I made a promise to God. I'm going to pray in tongues for eight hours a day. And he says, uh, it was not easy. It was not easy praying for that long. I mean, can you imagine? He says, you know, a week goes by. Two weeks goes by, a month goes by, two months goes by, three months goes by, and nothing is happening. And he says, this one time, sister, a sister comes from another church, and she says, Brother Dave, um, I heard you're praying, and you quit your job. Any changes in your life? He says, well, what do you mean? Like a breakthrough in the spirit or something? She's like, no, 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 any changes in your life? He goes, well... My mouth is really sore, and uh, it kind of hurts, and is dry. Uh, that's about it. She says, okay, all right. She, she leaves, and she's just like, okay. So she, she comes back later, and she says, I'd like to invite you to a church service. It's a Methodist church, and Methodist people, um, they don't really believe in speaking in tongues. They don't really believe in any miracles. They don't believe in, um, uh, you know, supernatural gifts, any of that. So... So, you know, she's like, they don't really believe that, but they have a service of testimonies, you know, where people share what God has done in their life. So I'd like to invite you uh, so that you can come and uh, just, you know, be in the service, participate. And he says, oh, thank you so much for inviting me. He's like, I was ready to get out of that room. I was tired. I wanted to go. So, so he says, I go home. I change. I come to service. I'm a little late. I sit down next to this lady, and, you know, and, and I'm focusing on the service and... Uh, Pretty soon I realized that the speaker that's speaking is so boring that I cannot focus for a minute on what he's saying. And so he says, I'm, I start playing with my coffee. I'm looking at the ripples on in, in my coffee. And then I start looking around. I start looking around the room. I look at the lady that's sitting next to me. And suddenly, over the top of her head, appears what looks like an x-ray of her hip. And inside of it is something black, something dark. And he says, I am like shocked. I don't know what to do. I look around. Is anybody else seeing this? Everybody's acting normal. He's like, okay. So he leans over to this lady and, she's, and he says, ma'am, do you have a problem with your, with your hip? And she says, and she, she just stares at him like this. And then he goes, 
And then suddenly he says, out of my spirit jumps this word, arthritis. You have an arthritis in your hip? And she said, son, that's what my doctors told me. And he says, can I pray for you? And she goes, so in a Methodist church, when you say, can I pray for you, that means somewhere throughout the week, when I think of you, I will pray for you. But to him, it meant right now. So she said, sure. You know, he jumps up and he starts praying for this lady right in the middle of the service. And so that obviously interrupts the service. The pastor is mad. He's just like sending his, his helper, hey, go stop this nonsense, right? And as this helper is making his way down, suddenly the lady is supernaturally healed. There's a huge crackling sound coming out of her hip. And suddenly the, the leg starts growing a few inches. The leg grows out in front of everybody's eyes, and she is healed. This brother Dave says, I have never seen healings in my life. I have never experienced healings. I was afraid to open my eyes. I did not know what, what would happen. He says, I was more surprised that she was healed than she was. And this lady is so excited. She starts walking around the room. She's like, I'm healed. And I mean, it's, everybody's just amazed, you know. And so finally things settle down and the church service ends. And, and the pastor that was preaching comes up to this lady. And, he, and he's trying to convince her that God doesn't heal anymore. And she says, <laughs> she starts laughing. She's like, you want a bat? You know. And, and so and then they had this fellowship after church, right? They had this fellowship after church. Um, and he, he, Brother Dave says, they didn't even invite me. He's like, I, I, I thought, you know, I knew why. And, you know, so, you know, he goes home, and they stay, and they, they fellowship, and they share testimonies and stuff like that. And this lady shares a testimony that I was just healed, and God can heal you too. And uh, this lady comes up to her and says, um, do you think God can heal me too? Because I have a problem with my hip as well. And she says, oh, yeah, of course. Let's call the brother that, that prayed for me. I know what to do. And so, so they call this brother. And, uh, and, and they're like, uh, this lady wants, wants you to pray for her. And so, so he says, um, suddenly, like he inside, I feel like we have to go in the main sanctuary. That's where everybody's at. And he says, we're going to pray in the main sanctuary. And they're like, are you sure? Uh, maybe we shouldn't. He goes, no, no, that's where we're going to go. And so they go there. He's, he prays for this lady. She's, again, supernaturally healed right then and there. And he says, suddenly I felt such an anointing on me. I have never preached in my life. Literally, this guy says, I did not know how to speak. But suddenly I heard myself speaking so well, preaching the word of God so amazing that I was actually listening to myself. And then he says, I look over and I see a person, you know, a younger guy who's standing there, and he's got, a, again, you know, an x-ray over his shoulder. And, and he says, and I start going toward him really fast, almost running, and he starts backing up like this because he's now afraid of me. And they said, uh, you have a problem with your shoulder? And he says, yeah. And so I grab his hand, and I just jerk it up like this. And suddenly he's like, oh, it doesn't hurt anymore. And so this guy is completely healed again. And so then he prays for another lady who, whose back is, is like really messed up, and she gets healed. And, and by this time, the elders have gathered around him, and they said, okay, we got to stop this. Imagine, this is a Methodist church. They have never seen miracles. They, have, they don't believe in this, right? And so, and they're like, we got to stop this. you you got to leave. And so, and then he says, the Spirit of God was working through me, and I 
And I just say, whoever wants what I have, I will pray for you. And suddenly, all the young people from, from the whole service, from the whole church, start running toward him. And he starts praying for them. And they all get baptized with the Holy Spirit. All of them. He says he left that evening. He stepped outside. He leaned against the column that was holding up the church, you know, roof there. And um, God spoke to him and says, the reason why I was able to use you in such a way is because you have been building up yourself by praying in tongues. He thought nothing was happening. He thought it was, maybe it's a waste of time. But God was actually working. Your words have power. Praying in tongues is a powerful tool that God had designed for you and me to be built up from the inside. Even when we don't feel anything. Even when it seems like it's a waste of time. Imagine God Almighty thinking through the, the plan before the creation of the world. He says, they will need a helper. I was speaking with one brother in Bible college, and you know, we, we, we have mentor groups, and, um, and so we talk with people. And uh, he's a brother from our church, and, and I said, have you been baptized with the Holy Spirit? And he says, no, I don't, I don't even see a reason why. Okay, why would you want to walk 100 miles when you can drive? You have a helper that God is offering you. And he says, nah, I don't want it. Wow, okay, <laughs> all right. I says, but, but the word of God says that you are edified from the inside when you pray. Nah. Okay. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, what do you say to that? Okay. God is offering an amazing promise to all of us. He says, you are going to be saved through the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. But that's not enough. I'm going to send a helper that will help you, that will pray the will of God for your life, through you, through your mouth. All you have to do is pray. Why won't you want that? I remember um, probably about 15 years ago, you know, give or take, um, my brothers were, were in college. Two of my younger brothers were in college. And um, um, my mom was a prayer warrior her whole life. She would pray all the time. And we would see her praying at night. She'd be praying in tongues and just, she'd always be led by the Spirit. And, um, and remember this, this one time where she, she really felt the urge to pray for two of my younger brothers. She, um, she says that, I don't know what it was, but it was just a super strong desire to pray for them. And so she, she said that every time she had a chance, they would come home Every time she had a chance, she would come and say, can, you, can we please pray? 
can we please pray for you as my, my two younger brothers. And so she would pray and pray for days. She would pray and pray for them and she would intercede for them. And she felt like, man, I was just, I had this desire to pray for them. But she didn't know why. She just had a desire to pray. And then one day they were driving on the freeway. Their car starts spinning around and the front of their car gets stuck in between the front and the back tires of a huge um, truck that is hauling gas. You know, you guys know those, those uh, tankers? And what saved them was a little box in between the two front, the, the front wheel and the rear wheel was that little box. Because they were driving one of those little Honda or Acuras. Remember the two-door Acuras back in the day, the little ones? Yeah, they were driving one of those, and they could easily fit under a truck. But because of that little box, it literally saved them. And the, the rear tires go over the front of this car and completely smash it. Completely smash it. And because of, uh, it's kind of like an explosion of all this hot, you know, liquid, it kind of starts blowing at them this gas. So they start, they start panicking. They knock out the windows. They get out of the car. And there's all this fume and all this stuff. And right on, in the middle of the freeway, they are in shock. And they're crawling on the freeway with cars going 60 miles an hour. And... Um, and somebody pulls over real quick and, and stops the traffic and, uh, you know, kind of just helps them get, get it together and um, get, get to the side of the road. And um, later on, they realize that they don't have a scratch on their body. God saved their life. Praise God. My mom says she was interceding in her spirit. She was praying in tongues without even knowing why. Later on, she says, that's exactly why. That's exactly why. There's power in that. There's power in praying in tongues. I don't know. I, I've shared my, testimonies bef uh, shared my testimony before, but I've... I've um, probably spent seven or eight years praying to God that God would baptize me with the Holy Spirit. And um, I, 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 I'm probably not going to do it because, just because a lot of you guys have heard it. But um, what I realized is I realized the importance of, of, you know, having that gift, the importance of praying in tongues. I remember I would go through ups and downs and I would be praying and I would say, God, I know I'm missing something. I know I'm missing something very, very important in my life. I know the Bible, I've gone through Bible college, but I'm realizing I'm missing something critically important. And I would pray and pray and pray and I would not receive it and I would, I would get discouraged, but then I would pray more. And, and finally, when God baptized me, I realized, man, I had no idea what I was missing. It's amazing. It really is. It tr he is amazing. Holy Spirit is amazing. He is a helper that God had designed before the beginning of the world to come and help us in our weaknesses, in our struggles, in our problems, to be there with us, to give us strength, to overcome the temptations that you're facing every single day. Do you guys believe in that? Amen. And these signs, so Jesus says this, Mark 
16, 17, 18. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And they will drink um, any deadly poison. It will not hurt them. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. Notice it says that they will speak in new tongues. So whoever believes, God is offering that promise that you can speak in the new tongue. Praying for yourself, right? Um, praying for others. There are, um, and you know, we have read chapter 14, right? Which is Paul explaining, Paul explaining what was going on in, in, in trying to bring order to the church of Corinth. Because what was going on was they were baptized with the Holy Spirit and they would just randomly pray in tongues. And, you know, and it, was just, it was just chaos. People were just praying in tongues and, and like there's no order. There's n- nobody knows what's going on. And so, and so Paul is, is trying to bring order and he says, look, it is better if you prophesy. Why? Because it profits the church. Right? So he says, earnestly, what did he say? The first words of uh, chapter 14. Pursue love, right? Because before that, he's talking about that love is more important than all the gifts, right? Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. Who is it more important for? For the church, right? Prophesying is more important for the church because it edifies the body. It builds up the body. Apostle Paul says, while praying in tongues builds up yourself prophesying builds up the church so he's trying to he's using that chapter he's using that explanation to bring order to that church right he's not diminishing the importance of praying in tongues he actually says i pray in tongues more than all of you apostle paul says can you imagine that with how busy he was i can just imagine him just going down the road and just praying in tongues and, and looks like, what? Nothing, nothing. Just, just praying. He says, pray at all times. How do you pray in all times? Can you think about something and pray at all times? No, you can pray in the Spirit. You can pray in tongues at all times. Because why? You can actually think while you're doing that. And Paul understood the importance. And so he says, do not diminish the importance of that. But he's trying to bring order. Chapter 14, you have to understand, he's trying to bring order to that church. I want to raise awareness of every single one of, the, of you guys in this room. If you are not, not baptized with the Holy Spirit and maybe you have prayed once or twice and you're like, well, maybe it's not for me. Well, maybe God doesn't want to baptize me. Or well, whatever the excuse you may, you may be coming up with there, in your mind. Well, well, maybe it's just, I don't know, you know, God doesn't want to give it to me. And you have given up. I want to encourage you today, do not give up. God has given this great, amazing promise. Looking forward from the beginning of the world, he says, I am going to be praying through them the will of God for their life. I've recently come across a study. Um, It was at um, Oral Roberts University. It's a Christian university. It was done by Carl Peterson. And what they did is they took people that pray in tongues uh, for extensive periods of time, um, uh, you know, not like 
just every once in a while, but actually praying every day for at least 30 minutes. Okay, I, I want to say it's even more than that. But they took these people and they did some studies on them. They did some brain scans and stuff like that. And what they realized is that their immune system is between 30 and 40% stronger. This is a medical study. They did a medical study and they realized that their immune system is 30 to 40% stronger. And when they started looking at the brain activity, they realized that when people pray in tongues, the part of the, the brain that activates is the one that's responsible for your immune system. So not only is it building you up in the spirit, it's also building up your body. Listen, God does not make mistakes. The more people study, uh, you know, what God did, the more they realize, man, there's so many benefits in that. And there's no downsides. Our God is amazing. His plan is amazing for us, for every single one of us. And I want to pray today. I know I'm, re I'm realizing I'm running out of time. But I I'd like to pray with all of you today. And I, I realize that after preaching this message, we can't just not pray about, you know, being baptized with the Holy Spirit. We can't. Are you guys with me? If you guys, I want to, I want to make something really clear. Um, Coming up front is not, it's not embarrassing. It's not like, oh, this guy's not baptized. <laughs> Coming up front means that you need help. We all need help. And if you, if you feel like it's been a while since you have prayed in tongues, maybe you have been baptized when you were little, right? I was actually very envious of people that would be like, oh, man, I was baptized when I was 12. I don't even remember anything. I'm like, Come on, you know. Like, I'm praying here for years. And this guy's like, oh, I don't even remember anything. You know. It's such an important gift. I cherish it so much. God wants to give it to you. It's so, so important for our life to have that helper with us who's going to lead us through difficult situations, who's going to build us up through us praying, who's going to pray the will of God for us. It is so, so amazing. So I want to invite all of you guys to stand. And um, if, if it's been a while since, since you have prayed in tongues, if it's been a while since you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, I want to invite for you to come up front as well. And, and I want to say this, that if you are standing, if you are still standing there, that means you are strong enough to pray for other people. That means you don't need any help, and you're doing great, and God is good to you, and um, you're strong, so you can pray for other people. We're one body of Christ, amen? We're meant to support one another, right? So, um, so we, we don't want to be, we don't have any bystanders. If you're good, if you're, if you're strong, great. You can stay in your seat. If you're not and you need help, I'd like to invite you to come up front. Just, it, it doesn't have to be in the front. You can just stand right here in the middle. But we want to pray for one another because we are a body of Christ. Apostles prayed for people and the Holy Spirit came on them. We are meant to pray for one another. Amen? 
All right, let us pray. If, you're, if you feel like you need, you, you need a prayer, if you feel like it's been a while, if you feel like you just need support, and if you feel like you want to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, with that speaking in tongues, with the gifts of speaking in tongues, please come out. All right, let us pray.